Hola, soy Dafne Wegebe y soy amante de las investigaciones de crimen real. Existe una pasión especial de seguir el paso a paso que los especialistas en la rama forense de la criminología siguen para resolver cada uno de los casos en los que trabajan. Si tú, como yo, eres una de las personas que encuentran fascinante escuchar este tipo de investigaciones, te invito a escuchar el podcast Trazos Criminales con la experta en perfilación criminal, Laura Quiñones Orquiza en tu plataforma de audio favorita. You are listening to All Things Latina Podcast, where every week you will learn about topics relating to business and career, while at the same time receiving a kick of motivation. If you're ready to pursue your dreams and goals, then you are where you need to be. I am your host, Tani Estefi, a traveler, digital guru, and hot sauce loving Latina. This is episode number nine, and it's brought to you by the self-love event happening February 20th in Los Angeles, starting at 6.30 p.m., where a panel of Latino experts will talk about the journey of being self-loving and how financial health is self-love too. I invite you to come out to the event where you will learn strategies on how you can start embracing personal financial health so that you can reach your goals, whether it's opening up a business, investing, or purchasing a home. You must first be aware on how to manage your finances before doing so. I will be attending the event, so I hope to see you there. You can get your tickets through eventbrite.com, and all you have to do is search self-love event on the search bar, and you're set to get your tickets. So thank you so much for tuning in, and don't forget to follow All Things Latina Podcast on Instagram for updates about this event and for upcoming podcast episodes and inspirational reminders. If you're looking to start a business or dreamt of having one, but the thought of funding it isn't realistic, so you simply give up and never try opening it. Well, that's not what you want to do. On this episode, I will be sharing with you three stories of famous businesses that most likely you're familiar with that started their business with less than $5,000. And you'll also be surprised to learn that some even started with less than $1,000. So stay tuned if you want to find out what companies I'm talking about and get a dose of inspiration. And heck, maybe after this episode, you're going to feel motivated to just go out and start your own business. So let's get started. So before I dive into talking about this business and how they funded it and why they funded it, I want to let you know that this story in particular is very inspiring because this person said that They didn't have a plan. They didn't have a plan for the business. And actually, they just started it because they wanted to keep busy, right? Um, so sometimes you don't necessarily have to have a plan by the book. You just have to go for it. Just start it. If you want to start, you know, a business, just if you want to sell clothes, start by, by small pieces. Maybe resell your closet, whatever you have in the closet that doesn't work, right? So um, sometimes there's no plan. And that's what I love about this story. And um, of course, it's always great to have one. But if not, you know, your company might turn into a million dollar company like this one. So this entrepreneur's name is Marcus Friend. And you'll be surprised 
what company he owns. Okay. So many of you have heard of this dating app called Plenty of Fish, right? You guys heard of Plenty of Fish. And he started his business back in 2003. And he says that he really just wanted to keep busy. That's why he created this app. And really, that's what that that's why. And believe it or not, he started his business with $500, which in today's dollars is about $690 roughly. And he didn't know that this was going to generate so much money for him. So he created the site and then he started generating advertisement and premium memberships through the through the app and through the site. And that's how it became profitable. And from then on, Match Group, um, which is a huge uh, dating app or dating website company that owns multiple um, dating sites, they bought his company and now... You know, he turned his $500 investment into $575 million. So, and it's also one of the biggest and largest um, online dating companies with over 150 million users is registered worldwide and it's available in 20 different countries and 11 different languages. So, I mean... This is inspiring. You just kind of have to just get started with something, whatever it is, just get started. You don't necessarily have to have it uh, be perfect. You just have to go after it and heck, just start it. Okay, so this next story I absolutely love. This is about a self-made billionaire. And at some point she was the youngest self-made billionaire. And I love this story because you know, she turned rejection into perfection in a sense, you know, I know everyone has different concepts of what perfection is, but perfection in my, in my perspective is the fact that she was able to launch this business all on her own and she solved a problem that she was having. So starting a business is about solving some kind of problem, right? So if you see that there's something that can use um, an enhancement or a fix, then you can develop a business idea from there. If there's something that just simply doesn't exist, but you wish it did, then that can be a potential business idea as well. Just know that if you can think it, it can be it. Okay, um, so back to this individual, her name is Sarah Blakely, and she is the founder of and the creator of Spandex. And as you know, like we all know what Spandex, Spandex is like I use them. A lot of women use them. And it all started with her trying on her pants in front of her mirror and her noticing that she wanted something kind of like to shape her. So she tried cutting her pantyhose and I mean, that didn't work. So she said, let me create one. And that's how Spandex was born. And she started this business in 1998 with $5,000 of her own money. And this is while she was working, right? She was working her full-time job and the Spandex was just her side hustle. So this is a great story to demonstrate that your side hustle, you know, if you have a side hustle, it can become big and it can become, you know, your company. You don't, you just have to be consistent and keep at it. 
And one of the things that, you know, she was speaking to uh, graduates, graduate students at Stanford um, and she advised them. She says a lot of people want to start th to and think big and oftentimes they get ahead of themselves. That can really end widely successful, but it can also cause a lot of problems. You dilute yourself down and you have people you're answering to. So she just decided, you know, start little, start small, little by little. And now she's like, you know, this is a huge company. She's a billionaire now. So really think about that. Even if, you know, you have other companies or if you're pitching to, you know, whoever you're pitching to, if they reject you, it's okay. You just have to keep trying. And she's a great example of that because every manufacturer that she went to and she approached rejected her. But guess what? She didn't give up. She was still trying and these are the results. Okay, so I love this story and it's so inspiring really to know. So think about it. Is there a product? Is there something that you wish existed but doesn't? Then you can probably provide a solution to that and your business can be born. So this next story I really love because it was someone that was just hustling. This person was a hustler and they were experimenting with selling different products. And actually they knew that they were a true salesman. So this person is William Wrigley. And I believe most of us have tried the Wrigley chewing gum, right? So this actually is a childhood memory of mine. I used to love that gum. Uh, I used to love the juicy fruit and yeah, so William Wrigley Jr., to clarify, he actually began his career as a salesman when he was 29 years old. And this was back in 1891. So we're going to go a little, we're going to backtrack in the timeline. And he used to sell soaps. He used to sell baking powder. And then, you know, he started selling gum. And that's when he realized that, you know, gum was becoming very popular. And that's really where he got the fruits of his business. And a few months later, you know, he launched the Wrigley Spearmint, which I know we all know what that bubblegum is and what it tastes like. So um, after that, you know, he he began to sell more bubblegum and or not bubblegum. This was like chewing gum. So let me clarify. And after that, you know, in 1908, several years down the road, he his company was over a million dollars. And ever since then, um, this, you know, this became such a powerhouse. Another corporation um, announced that they would merge their brands with his. And the brands turned out to be um, M&M, Skittles and Orbit, um, the gum, if you guys don't know. So, yeah, so th this was a great story. And guess what? Most importantly, guess how much he started his business with? You would never believe $32, but I know it's $32. You're like, whoa, $32, but that was in the 1800s, blah, blah, blah. I understand. But just to clarify, in today's dollars, it's only $850 if we want to get technical. So in today's dollars, it would be equivalent to $850. So it's to show that, hey, if you're hustling, trying to discover what product you want to sell, um, you could test it out, test out multiple products. And you'll know once that one product hits and you see that uh, 
consumers are actively buying it and they love it, then you want to continue and focus and pursue it. Now, thank you so much for listening. And I want to remind everyone that sometimes it doesn't require a large capital to start a business. You just have to go for it. Be fearless and start small. You don't necessarily have to start large. So please keep that in mind. And also remember that if someone else can accomplish something, why not you? Hola, soy Dafne Wegebe y soy amante de las investigaciones de crimen real. Existe una pasión especial de seguir el paso a paso que los especialistas en la rama forense de la criminología siguen para resolver cada uno de los casos en los que trabajan. Si tú, como yo, eres una de las personas que encuentran fascinante escuchar este tipo de investigaciones, te invito a escuchar el podcast Trazos Criminales con la experta en perfilación criminal, Laura Quiñones Orquiza en tu plataforma de audio favorita.